Welcome to Geraldine Tegelove Live, the show that shares with you the secrets of redefining, reinventing, and rebuilding your life. Having pulled herself from the rubble of financial ruin and, and having gone on to create a highly successful career, Geraldine has become an expert in the art of transformation. She believes that it doesn't matter where you are right now, how overwhelmed you feel, or how impossible the task of turning your life around may seem. You can do it. Stay tuned as metaphysician, international best-selling author, and intuitive Geraldine Tegelov gives you the inner understanding and the outer practical how-to to create your amazing life. So welcome everyone to Geraldine Tegelov Live. Yes, I'm Geraldine, and today I'm once again going to be talking about spiritual fitness. Now you know that if you, well, if you are a regular listener of my podcast, you will understand that I'm always on about becoming spiritually fit, and how important that is to all of us, particularly in this time of change uh, that's happening in our world and moving from what many would call the third dimension to the fifth dimension or just moving into a whole new world paradigm, which is another way of, of looking at things. And I guess I, I thought today, rather than just hearing from me, as you're always hearing from, I would gather together some beautiful women from around the world and we would have a chat about what spiritual fitness means to them and how... Uh, you might be able to learn from their experiences of how it's really helped them. So um, I would love to introduce you. I'll go from, uh, I'll just go around the screen here. So we have Frankie Picasso, who is in Toronto, Canada. We have Rochelle Hebron, who is in Melbourne, Australia. Sandra Beck, who is in LA, in the US. Elisa Plumridge, who lives in Achuka in Victoria, Australia, and Linda Franklin, who is all the way from New York. So, and of course, I'm here in Kilmore, Australia as well. So we have certainly covered the world today. So welcome, ladies. Lisa Commonwealth. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. So... I'd like to, uh, who would like to begin, I suppose? Frankie, would you like to get us started on, on how uh, you find, and stop shaking your head, Frankie. <laughs> it should be this way, not that way. Frankie, how do you, or what importance do you play on, uh, you know, put on your spiritual fitness? You know, I, I place a lot of importance on my spiritual fitness. I think it's um, something that is, is, has really, something that's helped me anyway. It's helped me grow and heal and move towards the person that I want to be and show up in the world. So I think that's one of, one of the most important things about spiritual fitness for me. Um, I'm not very good at doing repetitive things. I'm not really good at, at you know, doing it um, as far as every day, daily doing my stuff. But every night I do do a number of things that I've done for a very long time. And one of them is, is the gratitude that I have for, for me and my, in the safety of my family and, and my friends and the people that I love in the world and, and the world in general, because as a, as a change 
and a, as a change artist and a socialpreneur, it's very important for me to try to cover everybody and make sure they're all they're all well. And so that's part of my spiritual fitness. I think is is looking out for um, parts of the world, like like with the the, fi the wildfires that just happened in California. I sent you know word out to people that I know who are rainmakers, and a lot of people might you know go oh, yeah sure thing, but there are people out there who call the rain and, and it works and it helps. And so um, in any area, if they're starving or if they're desperate for something, you know, I know that I can, I can call on spirit and I can uh, intuit where I need to be. So that's part of that spiritual fitness, I think. I think that's fantastic, Frankie. And I should have said right from the word go too. Would you like to just tell us who, who you are and what you do in this world? Well, I do a number of things. Um, I, as I said, I was a socialpreneur, but I'm a radio host and an author and an artist and um, a social activist, I guess. Um, and, you know, and a I think change is, is, has always been my specialty, helping people change. Fabulous. And I know yeah. you've got a fantastic new website called, you know, I'm a rent believer. A believer. Rent a believer. <laughs> and it's just fabulous. I love Thank it. You. Yeah. So what about you, Linda? How have you, have you always been into spiritual fitness or how do you focus on it? I started uh, on a spiritual journey when I was 29 and that's many moons ago, but it has progressed through time. What I thought I knew then um, was, <laughs> wasn't a lot, but it was enough to get me through. Um, right now, I would say my spiritual development is number one on my priority list. There is nothing more important than that. And that is, uh, I've come a long way. I had, my career was on Wall Street. And Wall Street, I would not call a very spiritual community. I ran a trading <laughs> department. It's all about dollars. And after I left Wall Street, after 25 years, I started a blog. And then I uh, started a organization to help women uh, that are coming home from the military and my latest uh, my latest endeavor is I've started to write poetry so you know from Wall Street trading part to writing poetry I can see that it's working uh, the, the thing that's most important to me is living through my heart and not through my head because uh, most of my life has been living through my head it's got me you know, partially where I wanted to go, but I think this heart opening is going to take me where I really need to go. And so I'm very grateful to, to be in this place where I can explore all the possibilities, and they are numerous. Um, and, and thanks to, you know, to people like you, Geraldine, uh, we're opening up and we're, we're exploring all of the things that we may not have looked at before and all the reasons behind everything that, that happened to us. Um, and when you kind of can do that, it, it makes life a whole lot um, more beautiful, easier to cope with some of the things that happen. And um, there's nothing better. Uh, nobody can do it for you. You have to do it yourself. But we need the teachers to be able to show us the way. And that's what you've done. Oh, thank you, Linda. That's beautiful. And I would have to say, if you have read any of Linda's poetry, and I'm I'm encouraging Linda to have these published, they are absolutely beautiful, all spiritually based, but very practical and down to earth. It, it gives you a lesson 
inner poem. It is amazing how she's mm -hmm. done this. So great way to go. Yes. Uh, what about you, Rochelle? I know you've been on a spiritual journey for years, haven't you? Uh, mm, yeah, I certainly have. I landed on Earth with a spiritual journey waiting, I think, because it's been a, a very long and up and down journey. Um, it was interesting. I, I would have to agree that the difference between living in your heart as opposed to your head um, has made a big difference. And I think that spiritual fitness comes through the heart. It's um, coming back to yourself um, through spirit. Um, our own spirit and then how we can then connect to others. Yeah, no, it's um, been quite a journey. I hadn't told you, but we've, I've got closure on um, closure on something that's been in court for a very long time. So I had that just a couple of years ago. Yeah, I didn't tell you, but I, yeah, my brother's finally been held accountable. He's been cuffed and he's in remand and he's being sentenced to start of next year. So... I think um, my spiritual journey has certainly shown me that you don't give up um, and you stand by your truth and you you really forge forward and, and not through your mind. I'd, I'd lived a very academic life before my heart opened um, and not until my heart opened could I write. Um, my writing's flown since then. But, um, yeah, the spiritual fitness definitely fits into... Um, yeah, it fits into it because there's a spiritual journey there and sometimes um, standing up with strength and, and having those skills to use your voice, which was a big journey, and Geraldine helped me tremendously. Uh, the universe has definitely placed her in my life to help me at different pivotal points along the journey. Uh, and Rochelle, uh, I have to explain to everyone because I'm sure uh, the other ladies don't know either, Rochelle. Rochelle is a tree lady. Rochelle has got the most amazing um, tree books and every tree gives her lessons and stories about, you know, life. And not only that, she now has the essences uh, from those trees that she uses for healing and everything else that's going on around her. And uh, her products are absolutely beautiful. So, yes, Rochelle, thank you for that. What about you, Sandra? Oh, well, um, I think I was kind of a mess, and <laughs> things weren't working for me anymore. You know, I, I educated myself, I got married, I built this whole big thing, and um, I don't know, it just, nothing made sense anymore, and I needed to make some changes, but I didn't know where and how. And I knew what I was doing wasn't working, but I wasn't sure which way to go. And as a former, like, egghead, I needed to get out of my head and stop using logic and start working with my heart to create some things. And as a result, you know, things have gotten exponentially better in my life. That's brilliant. Now, Sandra, can you explain to everyone a little of what you do in life? <laughs> I do anything that's not illegal, unethical, or immoral for money. 
I love it. <laughs> and you may ask me tomorrow what I do, and I'll tell you something completely different. But in a nutshell, I work a lot in leadership. Um, I also own a multimedia company that um, develops brands, which to me is is similar to leadership because we're leading consumers down a path with a product. So it's all leadership. Um, and I came to take this class because I thought I needed some leadership skills in the spiritual arena and to be able to master some of these things because I knew there was more out there. I knew there was more out there that I could use and that I could experience and that I could create and that I could share. So those are some of the things of why I took the program and what I got out of it. Fantastic, Sandra. And I must explain to everyone, ladies, um, as you've all been chatting about this course that you've taken i will explain a little bit about that later but first of all Elisa, would you like to um, explain to everyone your road to spiritual fitness and how you use it in your life well i think my journey has really been about finding simplicity uh, and balance in my everyday life and that's become more and more important to me over probably the last five five years or so. And finding a way that life can be more real and authentic and work for me in a way that I can be more real and authentic as well. So let's go um, now, ladies, to... Uh, what you have found has been difficult or challenging within your spiritual journey. Has it been finding what you need to, to study? Has it been time? Has it been, you know, place? Is it all of the above? Uh, how would you describe your challenges in this journey to spiritual fitness, Sandra? Well, I think one of the things that I struggled with, and Linda, you remember these days, is spiritual fitness seems to have its own language and its own terms. And so I had a really hard time understanding what these terms meant in the practical world. And, you know, I would hear terms like, oh, co-create with the universe. And I knew what the word universe meant, and I knew what the word co-create meant, but I had a hard time putting those concepts together and then making them relevant to my own life. And we did some exercises in the class, specifically the timeline one, that allowed me to see my life over time and how everything worked together. And that was phenomenal for me because if I don't, if I can't get a concrete idea of what we're talking about, I'm done. Like I, I, I can't apply it. I can't absorb it. I can't um, be part of it. And for the longest time, I would get little bits and pieces from everywhere. And what I liked about studying with you and the Spiritual Fitness Mastery Program is that it unfolded logically, and I know we're supposed to be living from our heart, but I learned somewhat from my head that it allowed me then to apply these principles immediately. There was no gap of going, okay, i got to chew on this for a couple of weeks and see how it applies. So that was a really... A struggle that I had with a lot of the books and the, the, the things that I read and did, I really struggled in understanding. Linda, what do you think? Okay. Um, I kind of understood the terms, um, but I struggled with, but most of the, the things that I knew were in my head. 
and not my heart. And so um, I always had a battle with my ego. Um, so transitioning and trying to put my ego and head at rest and operate from my heart was probably and still is the most challenging um, because you, you can conceptualize all of this and it always made sense to me and I always believed it, but I wasn't experiencing it. Uh, now I am finding it much more experiential and so it means so much more because I don't think until you actually live these principles that you can really fully understand them. Yeah. Great, great, Linda. Um, what were the challenges for you, Rochelle? I found for me just being distracted in life with other things. Um, mm. You know, like I, I can certainly zone in and, and work through all the different understandings and lessons and learning, um, but then life shows up. So for me, I think... Um, Reminding myself to come back to what's important um, and on path and everything else um, rather than being distracted. I have a lot going on all the time. And um, so it's a matter of sifting through and working out what's important and um, really showing up and being committed to, to the way that I want to live my life. And it certainly does take a commitment. I, I guess it's the same as is any sort of fitness. I mean, if you want to get physically fit or health fit or financially fit, it takes a commitment and it takes that time of working on it all the time. So, Frankie, what are the challenges? What have they been for you? Well, <laughs> as you know, most of the people here know, um, pain has been a huge challenge, working through the pain, working around the pain. Uh, spirit... Um, comes through quite clearly to me many times and has for many years. Um, and, and the challenge is sometimes I don't want to do what they want me to do, but, you know, the Spirit's going to do what it wants you to do in, in its time. But um, mostly for me, after my accident, I had a motorcycle accident, and after the accident when I lost absolutely everything, and I mean job, marriage, uh, band, Dragon Ball, like everything that I thought, I, I defined myself by was gone there was spirit again and, and rebuilding in, in the rebuild and it's challenging because you know when you're always in pain always in pain and to work around that and to hear the messages and and you know the last the pretty much the last message before before I did your course um, with my radio was spirit had said to me go find people who are changing the world go find these one person because people were saying what can I do? I'm only one person. So then Spirit said, well, go find that one person and the other one person and the other one person who are changing. And so it's always finding community and finding, um, you know, those birds of a feather who, are, who, who you can bring around you because you, a lot of times we work in isolation, you know, in this world because people, you know, oh, well, you're not practical. You're woo-woo or you're, or you're this or you're that. Um, but for me, it's really been working, being disciplined that's the biggest part is being disciplined to do a daily practice. I'm not really good at it. Um, and a lot of that is determined by, cause I don't sleep very much. I'm in a lot of pain. Uh, and I'm busy. I'm super busy, you know, but 
it's important and and i think it's really important to to stay open and i love uh, can i just say that you know after taking the spiritual fitness mastery course with you i just love how i know when i'm not thinking right I, I I really like I really love that. I had a blow up last week. <laughs> it was like, where did that come from? That's not this heart centered person. But it was so great to know that that wasn't who I am anymore, and that's not who I want to be anymore, and that I want to be this person who's war- marching towards the fifth dimension instead of the one who was still staying ignorant in in the third. Let's say, yeah. And, and, you know, we're still going to be oscillating, I guess, between the two. And and I think those moments of, um, you know, the blow-ups, Frankie, are quite normal. I haven't <laughs> and, had them forever. Years. No, but it's, but it's a good reminder of who we are and where we are on this planet and, and you know, that we're still going through change. And that's perfectly fine. But I know your challenges have been huge and you need to really congratulate yourself on, on what you've been able to accomplish. It's just absolutely fantastic. Thank you. So, Elissa, if we could go to you, please, and could you explain your challenges around, and I'm not sure if you're still muted. No, you're not. Good girl. So um, what have been the challenges for you? Uh, the challenges for me have probably been that I've been feeling reactive to life rather than being able to sit with something and and think think forward but but think backwards um, backwards in time. But I've been in the past very reactive and stuck in my head probably and caught with the chatter in my head and haven't been able to reframe reframe that and that has obviously played into how life has then been around me. Um, so that's been a big thing to work through to to probably find a sense of stillness to be able to stop and not just react to things but to, yeah, I guess reframe. Mm. And that is a huge one. Finding that space, and if everyone could mute again, please, there seems to be a a bit of an echo coming through. So if we just click on mute, uh, that is a huge one, to find that space or to be able to step out of what's going on around you and to really be able to look at it from a new perspective and go, well, hang on, is that real or is that not real? Is that something I need to take notice of or can I look at it and go, well, okay, cause and effect, this is what's happened, this is what's not happened. Just before we go on, ladies, and you've all been so beautiful in your comments about the Mastery Club program, it probably might be a good idea if I explain what it is (laughs) so that people understand what we're talking about. After... Many, many years of study myself and research and working on self, I thought it was time to actually put a program together that I felt would work and bring the most important uh, parts of the puzzle together so that people had could confidently step into a program um, that would actually make change in their life 
or effect change, which was really important. And I knew for me that, you know, I'd go to workshops for a weekend or a seminar and I'd come home feeling on top of the world and I'd be dancing around and I can do this and everything's going to be great. And I, as I can't remember who said, you know, life, uh, Rochelle said life gets in the way. So you'd get back into life and you'd get busy. And, you know, within a week or two, that wonderful workshop that I'd done or that seminar that I had done was kind of long gone. I'd be thinking, well, what did I learn again? So I knew from personal experience that it had to be ongoing. It had to be kind of a weekly thing that people could connect to. So they had that ongoing input. And I knew from experience that it takes 30 days to change a habit. So I figured 30 weeks could really affect change within people's lives. And if I took the, I use eight basic truths. And if I took those eight universal truths and helped people to understand those, then they could really have changed their lives. So that's what the Mastery Club program is all about. And going on from that, I know we've talked about the changes or the, you know, the, the challenges and the struggles that you've had with your spiritual fitness. But could anyone explain to the listeners now how that change has happened and what has really, I guess, been wonderful in your life since you've become a little more spiritually fit than perhaps you once were. Um, Sandra, are you happy to go with that? Sure. I'd love to. Um, I think one of the things that uh, happened for me is it way ramped down my anxiety because I had a lot of anxiety. I had a lot of stress. I had, and I didn't know where to put it. And even my, like, I'm a praying woman. So, but even my prayers were kind of stressful. <laughs> and so to, to ratchet down um, my type A high stress intensity and find some peace was really important to me. And also it allowed me to focus because I have a little bit of like the shiny hubcap in me where the dog has to change, change, the, you know, after the shiny hubcap, like, oh, there goes another one. And, and I go over there. So focus is really hard for me unless I'm in like my, my like hyperbolic chamber with absolutely no stimulation. So I think it helped me a lot to focus on what's really important to me instead of going all over the map and being easily distracted. So kind of the peace, the lower anxiety and the focus um, also made me a lot happier so I could enjoy my life more and not feel so disconnected sometimes or lost or scattered um, I don't know. Those were common occurrences in my life. So I feel like having this spiritual fitness, it's like when I got my body in shape, I didn't feel like I was tired all the time or that I couldn't lift these boxes or take these things out. And so the corollary of getting my body in shape and seeing those results, now I feel like I've got my spiritual fitness in shape. So I'm a little bit more in control, which sounds counterintuitive, because I had to let go of control and all these controls in order to find my way in the world. So I don't know if that made any sense, but 
you get the point. And being a single mum of two young boys, you know, and working full time and running your own company, I mean, you've got so much on your plate. So I can understand the, the you know, the stress levels. But I think, as you say, coming back to those basic principles and really um, aligning those with the way you're living life Make, has an enormous effect and it helps you to lose that stress and that anxiety. So that's fantastic, Sandra. And it worked within my faith. Like it worked, in, you know, I'm a Christian. I, I, I have Christian beliefs. And so in the beginning, I was nervous thinking like, is this going to be another separatist, you know, the only way, you know, kind of thing. And am I going to have conflict? It didn't. It actually made my faith stronger and it, it worked within each other. Like I felt like everybody was now holding hands versus and walking together versus me holding on to like 19 horses that were running in 20 different directions. And it's interesting you say that regarding faith, Sandra, because I remember when I announced to my family that I was becoming a metaphysical minister and, and you know, coming from a very Irish Catholic background and a number of them looked horrified to, mm -hmm. you know, but what's happened? Where's God in your life? And the truth is that God is so much more of my right. life. And so more, far more important in my life. It, it's as if God has really become, you know, that energy that it really needed to be. And I've always had a great connection to God, but now it's just so strong. It is mm -hmm. incredible. So, you know, metaphysical teachings or learnings or discoveries really do strengthen that mm -hmm. belief in God, whatever name you put to that. Um, it has been an amazing journey for me. So I'm not sure that I convinced family members, but, you know, <laughs> that's okay. <laughs> but a lot of my favorite, like Bible, Bible sayings, a lot of my favorite Proverbs, a lot of the favorite things that I always loved, sometimes I'd hear these interpretations. And I know it sounds silly, but only recently did I discover that unity and oneness <laughs> <laughs> or the same thing, you know, because you just hear all these things over and over for 50 years and they just kind of become like grilled cheese sandwiches, you know, at a buffet. Yes. And it was just nice that it enhanced what I already felt and believed. It didn't dissuade, it didn't challenge, it actually amplified it. So I thought that was pretty neat. Fantastic, Sandra. Thank you for sharing. Linda, how has it, you know, what has it done for you in your life? How has it, what effect has it had on you? Well, it's had a wonderful effect. It's had a calming effect. Um, one of the big things that I notice all the time, I've always been really afraid of death, dying. Not anymore. I believe that there's so much more. I, I, it's not a belief. It's a knowing. I know that there's so much more. Um, and so that, that fear has, has left, which is, which is a relief. It really is. Um, it's, it's, I said it before, it's taken me out of my head and put me in my heart and put it, put all of this, my life in my heart. And it, it, it's, it's so different there. Um, it's so much more peaceful there. It's so much, you can make sense of things in your heart, when in your head, it's just 
all a lot of chatter all the time and it's always at cross current so you can never come out with a conclusion but in your heart it just it's it's there and you can see it you read it and it makes life so much more interesting and easy to to live and i think also having the community of other of people that understand where you are and what you're you know what you're going through and trying to get raise your consciousness is very important because you need the support uh, this is this is life changing this is really really important this this will affect every phase of your life and the people around you their life too so you really need to have support and um, and other people that understand and a place to go to ask questions and so the the mastery club is is all of that and i think that we all, we need that in order to do uh what we need to do to raise our consciousness if that's your number one priority which it is mine mm, that's fantastic linda and um I know for you, having been on Wall Street for so many years and living that life of head stuff, it, it has been a huge journey for you. But well done. I, I know it, you have changed enormously and it's just been a beautiful process to watch. Thank so you. that's great. Frankie, how has it, um, you know, what's happened in your life? How do you think it's affected you? Oh, Wow. You know, there's lots of ways it's affected me. It's, it's so interesting, really, um, the way I, I look at people. And I, I know I told you you all once um, about when I, my experience sitting in that restaurant and looking at people and, and not seeing individuals, humans, but souls that sat there. And that's, that's amazing. Like, that's, I mean, it was just absolutely the most astounding experience to be able to do that. And I think that it makes me want to makes me love in a different way. It makes my relationship stronger because I really, I look, I, 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 I try and, and, and con very conscious of, of, of looking at them and, and, and these individuals as, as people who can't help who they are. They're, they're, they were here for a reason and, and they were given a set of circumstances that they needed to attest, let's say, or whatever it is, uh, a journey um, to be here and fulfill. And, and so we have to look at them differently. We can't look at them and go, oh, you know, you're this or you're that. Um, you are who you are. You, you're here for you. And I've always said that, that, you know, we come in alone and we go out alone and because it's our journey to be here. And so the people who, you know, we meet, reason, season, or lifetime, however they might be, um, we can, I can detach from that. Mm. From I can detach now the, the emotions from, from what I don't like about them and, and just think, okay, I get it. This is, you need to go through this for your spiritual fitness. Mm. Right. So I think that that makes a big difference in how you see people. And I think my intuition is stronger too. Yeah, I'm sure it is. <laughs> I love it. But it's, um, it's that not, you know, one of the huge parts of, moving into that new world is that non-judgment not judging others but understanding that it's a choice they've made and a journey that they're taking mm -hmm. and so not judging that is an enormous step on the road to forgiveness and unconditional love so and when you go there at least you know 
back up, back up, back up. Yeah. You, know, you, can, you can back it up and, and think, no, no, let's, let's recalibrate and think yes. this way. And the other part of it too is, is, you know, anybody who, who understands how, how quantum physics works, um, the more that we become conscious, the more conscious people are brought into our lives. And so, you know, our, our, our co-creator is God, but we also co-create with other people and they're, they're coming quicker and faster. Um, the, these, uh, I guess the tentacles are out and, and yeah. the vibrations are out and the people are, are feeling those and, and they're moving towards me. Absolutely. That's fantastic, Frankie. So Rochelle, what about you? A few little notes down as everyone else has been speaking. Yeah. Um, acceptance is a big thing and um, going with the flow. And I think that um, the Spiritual Fitness Mastery class very much um, puts you in, into fluid motion with um, what's going on around you and allows allows everything just to happen as it's meant to happen. Um, learning to trust the journey has been a big thing. Um, and when something happens, you think, oh, my God, when something you first off, it could be quite shocking normally, but then actually knowing that things happen for a reason and um, sometimes you're heading in one direction but you're not meant to be going in that direction. So it's like something's changed and veered you in another way. And something once you said to me, and I think this was on a personal level, Geraldine, you, sh you showed me and, and, and told me that um, to make sure that the people that I align with are aligning with, with what I'm doing too, which is really important, um, that setting some boundaries around who you, who you bring into your life and, and, and work with you and, and co-create with you and um, that was a big pivotal moment for me with um, I used to just go along and trust willy-nilly sort of thing and whatever happened, happened, whereas I actually learnt to put some um, um, con containment around that or some rules around that for myself. I had to really sit and work out what it is I really wanted. So it's exploring that, um, which then brings everything into to the right motion with the right people too. Learning to recognise not everybody's um, going to get what you're doing um, and, and that sort of filtered out those that didn't weren't meant to be on certain parts of my journey and, and those that were. So that was really good. And also honing in on instincts. Um, really through the heart you're able to feel a situation, look at the situation and really feel what's right for you with your instincts. Yeah. And you've done that so beautifully, Rochelle. You really have. And particularly now that you've moved in that direction of your beautiful um, tree spirits and your writing, it has just gone to a whole new level, hasn't it? Be honest. Come on. Well, <laughs> really interesting is that I did the olive tree in Greece and it was the tree of confidence which was really interesting. My other trees I've never had a problem getting um, someone doing a testimonial on the book but with that particular one only one person came through and was honoured and wonderful and thank you so much and the whole shebang whereas others go oh no it doesn't sit right with all people that I thought would jump on board so spirit tests you 
So it was quite interesting that my book of confidence, I was tested right to the last minute by the that spirit, um, really wanted me to, to really test that um, the confidence in me. So it's interesting, yeah, look, the universe works in interesting ways and um, quite often what I, what I mean by that is people who can be um, a challenge at times are actually part of the lesson, mm-hmm. you know, Absol- part of what we need to do out of it, yeah. Absolutely, and I think it's all about the self-worth and the self-esteem and, and it's a huge problem for everyone in this world. So I can quite understand that your book on confidence would have been a challenge to a lot of people. Yeah, but good girl for pursuing. Well done. So, Elisa, how has everything affected your life then, if you'd like to share um, some ideas with us? Well, a big thing for me was learning, is still learning to trust my heart when I'm making decisions rather than just the chatter in my head. Um, Trying to feel it from a deeper level and finding the value in things that seem challenging at the time and knowing that um, there's something good to come from things, even if they don't feel like it at the time that things just are and it's really around the perception as to how we uh, look at it and and feel it and what we do with it sort of from, from there moving forward. They're probably the big things for me. Yeah, I think that's probably, you know, something for everyone really because it's um, it's that looking at life from a whole different perspective, pardon me, and understanding that everything is happening for a very good reason and, yes, we are going to be challenged. Um, Something something else, and it was interesting because Frankie touched on it as well, looking at people differently and sometimes I'll find myself driving along the street and I'll see someone or... and maybe in the past wouldn't would have just looked past them or or um not really thought much about it but now i look at them and think there's a sense of oneness there or your um you know there's a, a spirit or a soul there rather than just a you know that physical person that that you're seeing there's something more to it and there is that sense of connection it's funny because when um you sit with that. You can almost see the little connections that run between people, which I find that might be just something that I that I perceive. But yeah, there is a stronger sense of of oneness and that that unity connection between between people. Well, that is just fabulous, and I understand that too because I think you know once you you learn about oneness and you think. Every single, you know, that one drop, every single thought, every single word, every single feeling, every single action is affecting everything around you. You, you know, I find I stop mid-sentence sometimes and go, um, <laughs> hang on a minute, pull back, girl, start again. It really does, that beautiful connection. And, yes, Alyssa, I, I agree with you. Seeing those little threads that kind of join everyone together and as Frankie saw them in the, the restaurant, everyone connected, everyone joined. 
it's a, it's a beautiful concept, a really difficult concept to get your head around, particularly, and a, a difficult concept for us in a third dimensional living um, is it's really hard to understand and really embody. But if we just do one little step at a time, it will happen, I'm sure. So ladies, we don't have a great deal of time left. Um, I'm just wondering if we just had one little something. Um, in fact, we've got about uh, five, seven minutes to go. So if, if all of you would love to just give one little piece of advice, a little spot of wisdom out into the world, what would it be? Now I've really put you on the spot, haven't I? Who'd like to go first? Alyssa? Yeah? I'll go first. Well, my little bit of wisdom is simply to find joy because I make that my mantra these days. When I go through anything, when I have um, even what surrounds me in my physical space, these days I just look at it and think and I suppose trust my heart, does it bring me joy? And if the answer is yes, then it's something that I move towards or that I keep or that I um, embrace. And if it's not, then that's okay. I can just move on from that and thank it for whatever part it played in my life and on I go. What a beautiful way to live, though. That is just fantastic. So whatever brings you joy, that's what you go with. Woohoo! That's it. <laughs> Who'd like to go next? Yes, Sandra? Oh, Linda. Linda. Sorry, Linda, go on. Well, the world is changing, <clears throat> excuse me, very, very quickly. Nothing is the way it was. Nothing will ever be that way again. So we have to look at that and say, well, what part in that can I play? And um, you have to be able to change with the changes that are happening Otherwise, it's going to be a very rough road. So if you have a choice of, of putting yourself in a place where life is going to be less stressful, you're going to understand it more, you're going to live in your heart and send out good messages, I think that that's, you know, I think that that's a choice a lot of people are going to make. Um, there's a lot of pain going on right now with everything, with, with your floods, with the climate, with politics, with, with, with terrorism, with, with people going in and shooting schools. How do people cope? No one's going to do it for you, and the only way you can do it is go inside, um, work out your own issues that are holding you back, free up your heart, and, uh, and watch what amazing things can happen because um, the world isn't going to change back to where you're comfortable. It's going to keep moving, and in order to keep up, you've got to keep moving too. What wonderful wisdom, Linda. Thank you. That is absolutely brilliant. Okay, Sandra? Oh, great. I get to follow that. <laughs> that was great. <laughs> that was just brilliant, wasn't it? I love yes, it. Yes, I know. It's just like so global. Well, I'm going to be selfish, and I'm going to say um, – like give your heart a voice. I think for somebody like me who worked in technology for 20 years and I, 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 I do better sometimes with machines than people actually most of the time. Um, 
And I learned to shut off my heart and I shut off my feelings because in tech, when you're solving a problem and Alyssa, you can back me up on this one. It's great to shut your feelings off and just think, well, unfortunately that doesn't work with like kids, (laughs) your your parents. Um, And so there was this little war going on. And, you know, when I got my higher education, they further taught me to shut off my feelings. Everything was logic, you know, for my business degree. So um, it was really neat to learn how to listen to your own heart. And so my advice to everybody is to, yes, we need our brains for certain things, but there's a lot of things that our heart are really good at too so not to discount them and not to shut them off in fact give them a vote Mm, fantastic sandra yes all about the heart i just love it uh rochelle your wonderful words of wisdom okay well it's interesting because what the trees taught me and that happened by accident was the importance of holding space or creating space So for me, um, I'd like to probably leave that it's so important to to hold a space for yourself and to be kind and then the importance of then holding space for another person and just simply showing up and being there and and showing that through love and kindness. Uh, That's what comes to me right now is being really important um, both for the self and I think you've got to work with yourself first. You can't, you're useless to anyone unless you've done the work yourself, I think. Mm. Um, and then to even be able to do that for another person is such a beautiful thing. Yeah. And holding that space, I know, Rochelle, you often speak about holding that space for others as well. Could you explain that? Mm. Okay. So I, I get good practice out of it when I go to different expos and things like that of just simply standing and listening to someone's story. A lot of people's stories don't get told um, and they don't get listened to and they're never given permission to actually speak from their heart. So the tree connections are a beautiful thing because I have a lot of people come up to me and just go, oh, my goodness, I can actually share this beautiful experience that I had. And it's holding space is just listening, like without your own little chatter going on and just, just listening and just showing up and being there for that person. And to me, that's kindness. I mean, I've done a lot of charity work too. And, and through that, that's such an important thing to just just show up and be there for somebody. Yeah. And I think that listening, um, that's a real skill to develop because we're so busy. You know, so often we're having a conversation and while that person is speaking to us, all we're doing in our heads is figuring out what we can say next or you know, how how we can top that, you know, but my story, I have to get my story out there and tell where is that beautiful, um, I guess, spirit that can hold that space, as you say, Rochelle, for that person to tell their story or just even tell what's going on in their lives is such a huge thing. People are not heard these days not listen to because there is so much noise going on around them and around, you know, everything in the world. And because even our awareness is moving, is growing so quickly, just keeping up with that is just holding that space for that person to grow 
is just a beautiful thing. So thanks for sharing that that idea on holding space, Rochelle. It's great. I love it. So Frankie, guess what? Your words of wisdom. Come on. Ooh. Um, I just I want to ask your audience or and you guys too, any Dancing with the Stars fans? There was a Dancing with the Stars Junior and the and the winner, this little girl, Sky Brown, after every time she danced, she goes, I just want to say that you can work hard and do anything and be anything that you want in the world. And that's my message because that's always been my message. My dad told me that. He goes, you can be anything that you want, Frankie. You can be anything you want in the world. And that's why my Rent to Believer came about was because I hold that space. I hold that belief for people who don't have enough belief in themselves. But they have dreams. They have big dreams. You all have big dreams. You all have dreams that you want to make reality. And they can all come true. I mean, that's the beauty of it. They can all come true. You just need to have faith and belief as your partner in yourself. And if you can't do it for yourself, find someone who can help you do it. Mm. And and part of that is is going inside and and challenging the belief systems that you have because they have been they have been imparted to you they have been taken in at times of stress or or duress or even just good times but somebody has said something to you and for some reason your subconscious took that in as truth and it may not be truth and most likely it's not truth one of those truths was a teacher told me that I was stupid a math teacher you're stupid like you can't do math you're stupid you're a girl and I believe that. I believe that till my 30s, almost till my 40s. And then I, you know, I did something and I went, wait a second, this isn't that hard. <laughs> and, and you challenge those beliefs. And so our parents and our, they don't mean to do it, but our parents, our grandparents, society, the socialization process that we all go through school, somebody somewhere has said something that, that you believe to be truth and it's not. So challenge those beliefs. Brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. I love it. Well, I'm afraid our time together is very quickly coming to a close, ladies. I have so appreciated your time, effort and energy today to all come together and share your ideas around spiritual fitness because it, it is a huge topic. And, I, and as this world awakens to understanding that something has to change within them, then spiritual fitness becomes far more important to all of us. And I know that some people are not quite ready for it yet, but there are lots of people who are awakening to this idea of growing on the inside first and then allowing that to flow out into their own lives and out into the world. And you are all doing such an amazing job by changing your own life because Everything that you change within your lives is having an effect on even the people that you can't see or the world that you, you know. So Sandra's little changes are definitely affecting what's happening here in she Australia. She looks so different. She, she looks, looks so different. She does, yeah. But you all do. You're all smiling and oops, and I'll knock the headphones <laughs> off. It, it is just a... a for me, 
an honor and a privilege working with you all and seeing the changes that occur. So for that, I really thank you. And because it has changed my life as well in so many ways. And every time I go, th go through the, the rigors of the program, well, they're not really rigors, but every time I go through the program myself, as you know, you learn more and you grow more at a deeper level. So it's a, been a wonderful experience. So thank you, everyone. Keep up the wonderful work that you are doing out there in the world and in your own life and in your families. And um, remember, we are going to have ongoing sessions so it doesn't just stop after the 30 weeks, which I think has been a big thing too. Mm -hmm. So there will be more about that very soon. Thanks, everyone. And Thank thanks, you, listeners. And uh, bye for now. Geraldine will be back next week with more life-changing ideas to share. In the meantime, you can visit her at www.geraldinetegelove.com to check out her fabulous new products and her workshops. Remember that all Geraldine's radio shows are available on iTunes free of charge. So why not?